Welcome to the latest episode of Future Faces, the Young Professionals podcast. I'm Jackie Dutter, President of Future Faces, and in this episode we're going to talk about how language and communication style is so important with ourselves and others. I'm delighted to be joined for this episode by Gemma Dickens, learning designer at global fitness brand Gymshark, uh, who are obviously one of our brilliant Future Faces patrons as well. So hi Gemma. Hello. Um, now, first of all, most people listening will obviously be aware of Gymshark as a phenomenally successful brand. Um, but do you want to just start by telling us about your own career with Gymshark? So I've been with Gymshark uh, for about a year and nine months now. And what can I say? It's been exciting um, to work at a company that has such strong values and to um just to be honest a little bit and transparent um it's really nice they like to uh, be very disruptive in the way they do things and it certainly makes my job very interesting so i design learning content and learning communications uh throughout the business it, it might just be for the uk it might be globally it depends on on what's needed so what exactly does that entail in terms of putting that together so it depends on what the business needs essentially um if there is a need for the business, there might be a learning gap or there might be something that we want to uh, to put across or implement. It might be something like GDPR training or uh, I've recently been working on some belonging modules uh, for Gymshark, which looks at um, conscious inclusion and inclusive mindsets and and all those types of exciting things, really being culturally aware. And, and that was really, really exciting and I really enjoyed working on that. Sounds really interesting, uh, especially on the cultural piece for such a company with great culture. Um, as a chamber, we have hosted a number of events with Gymshark. Um, the last one was rather exhausting in the uh, in the lifting club, but very much enjoyed it. Um, in terms of Gymshark, we've heard a lot about the importance um, of, of that strength of culture there. In In terms of today's topic with language and communication, is this something that features strongly in Gymshark's values yes definitely even in, in one of our, our values it is is be human in the way that we talk in the way that we communicate with one another is really important um whether that just be you know what we're putting out to the business the communications you'll find that they're they're not overly full with jargon corporate type of language it's very real it's very just down to worth type of language um but yeah I, i'd say that it's 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 really really important for gymshark and the way we come across nlp for example neurolinguistic programming which we'll talk about today is really important um throughout gymshark so in terms of neurolinguistic programming then what exactly is that for our listeners so uh, NLP um, is neuro-linguistic programming. Um, it was something that was I'd, I'd heard of before, but I really got my teeth into it at Gymshark. Um, so 
it's described in different ways. So people describe it as like a toolkit for life or um, an owner's manual or a guide for themselves. Um, neuro meaning the mind and body and how we think. Um, linguistic meaning our internal dialogue, our, our non-verbal communication. And then uh, programming, so the sequence of behaviours or patterns um, that we run in our minds and, and essentially uh, in turn causes us to act or behave in a certain way. So I guess it's not even just linguistical, but how we think as well then, potentially. Yes, definitely. Um, we have our own internal dialogues that we run through our minds every single day. We may not be aware of them, but they, they happen. No, that's really interesting. So in terms of NLP and language and communication, why is this so important? Um, and what, how is that internal dialogue affecting us effectively when we're conversing with others whether that's colleagues clients friends or, or just people we know in our networks so so basically um if you think about we we get we receive lots of information millions of pieces of information every single day and uh then it goes into our minds whether we hear it whether we see it and our minds can't sort of they can't uh, comprehend all of that information so they decide what's important and what isn't and then they either organize it delete it or shuffle it out and then that in turn um, based on our past experiences then causes us to act or behave in a certain way so then we have certain perceptions of things we perceive things in a certain way and that then causes us to have, you know, respond in certain ways. So based on a past experience of mine, an incident might happen out in the street or at work and I might respond unconsciously in a certain way based on my past experiences because of my own internal dialogue. So it's almost something that's triggering something inside you to act or think a certain way. Yeah. I think the real, like, change and the, the power comes from sort of understanding um, the difference between negative self-destruction and uh, and then sort of conscious positive behaviors and how you can tap into that and start making better changes within your life um, and essentially just lead a more happy and fulfilled life. So in terms of speaking at a very basic level what exactly does it mean? Is it a case of if we're thinking more negative thoughts and maybe watching more negative news and things like that, are our thought processes more likely to be more negative and, and that's what we need to change? Um, yeah, I think it can have an effect on those, but essentially it's taking in that information and looking at, looking at it objectively. Okay, so it's what we have control over and what we don't have control over. Essentially... Things happen around us and we might not necessarily have control over everything that happens around us, but we do have a choice on how we respond, act and behave to that information. Okay. So that's where cause and effect comes in. And that's what I really love. I think cause and effect is one of uh, my favourite principles of NLP. Can you give us a, like a couple of examples of that? Yeah, so um, basically, if you're if you're living at effect, then um, 
your life's you're sort of living you're making excuses um life's happening to you you're it's a victim type of mindset um you have no control over what happens around you and it's just oh it's one of those things and that always happens to me whereas if you're living at cause you're taking accountability for how you act respond and behave you're understanding that you might not like i said have control over what happens around you but you do have uh, control over how you choose to respond to that so for example uh, as I was just saying I you know I was I was late today someone somebody saying I was late today because I couldn't find my keys okay so you're living at effect there or you're saying that sentence is is at effect because essentially you could say well you know I could have placed my keys on the hook last night so because I didn't because I was a bit tired and I just chucked them on the sofa they fell down the side and I couldn't find them this morning and that's why I was late. It's about taking accountability for your own actions. It's not about blaming yourself or blaming anyone else around you, but just taking accountability. And once you start doing that, you have more control over what happens around you and and essentially just, just live in a more fulfilled life, understanding that you have a choice. Now, it's a very familiar scenario in our house, but actually thinking <laughs> about it, I tend to say... Has anyone seen my keys? My keys have vanished and actually I've put them somewhere or I've dropped them somewhere. Or um, And we always have the same discussion, me and my husband, where he goes, why don't you just leave them in the same place? Um, so no, that's really, really interesting. Um, and actually, I think we're more likely possibly to learn from those mistakes, if you like, of putting your keys wherever, if you do take that accountability. Definitely. And I don't think anybody can be at cause or at effect the whole time. And I think if my son was listening to this, he would probably laugh about the key scenario because <laughs> I, I lose them regularly. But it's, it's about understanding, you know, just being aware of it, consciously aware, instead of allowing things to unconsciously happen, the patterns and behaviours that cont- continue to happen, just being a bit more conscious about that. Do you and think so, that this is something we're possibly worse at after the pandemic where a lot of people have spent a lot of time at home there was a lot more people feeling very negative feelings and and negative thoughts and a lot of obviously negative news as well do you feel like maybe we're in this effect stage a lot more now than possibly we used to be possibly I think that because there was a lot of control taking away taken away from a lot of people uh it didn't give them as much of a choice to do the things they wanted to do. So a lot of people felt at effect, perhaps. But then there's a lot of thing, positive things that came out of um, of what's happened as well. Some people have chosen, actually, I may be at this situation now um, where I'm in furlough and I, you know, I, I can't do anything, I feel frustrated, but they might have started their own business or they might have chosen to um, take up an extra hobby or, or do DIY or a bakery. Or I know loads of people that have done these types of things that have mm-hmm. adapted a causal mindset out of what essentially is, is quite a negative, you know, situation. Okay. And in terms of how, how do we... Obviously, the first step, I think, in all of this is probably bringing that learning and awareness into how we do think. And I mean, I've never considered the fact that I'm blaming my keys for disappearing when it's fully my fault. 
But once you've got that awareness, what would be your sort of tips into how to bring yourself into that more present moment, really, and to be aware of it and practice this? To ask yourself some questions before you respond to something. So, for example, um, thinking about when people, the, the use of language and the way they talk. So, say, for example, I was saying, oh, Sandra, Sandra made me really angry because she didn't give me the report that I asked for on time. So because of that, you know, it's caused me further problems. Okay, so I think if you ask yourself, what is it that actually caused you or made you feel angry? Because nobody can actually make you feel angry. Mm. Well, actually, if you unpack that, perhaps the reason you felt a little bit frustrated was because you knew that Sandra was running a little bit late and you possibly could have sent her a reminder email and asked if she needed any support or needed any more information, but you didn't. So you're probably just a little bit frustrated with yourself, but now because of that, it's, you know, everything happens to you and it's an effect mindset. We're all guilty of it at some point. 100%. And I think actually it's probably something that's more important for current leaders, future leaders, rather than jumping on that blame wagon, actually... Have we contributed to that? Is there something else we could have done? And can we support that person rather than just having that angry or resentment feeling towards them? Exactly. I think um, it's, it's really important for leaders. And I think um, my manager actually is, is a very good um, an example of that. He's fantastic at just saying, I put my hands up, I've made a mistake here. Or... Um, you know, what can I do or where can I improve? Or I understand that this might not be the best way of going about things. What can I do? And he'll take suggestions on board. And I think that's a great way to be as a leader instead of having a separation between a leader and and their direct reports. And it's great for you to be in a company that obviously endorses that kind of culture and positive attitudes as well. Um. Would you be able to give us any sort of top tips or or anything like that? Just very snappy sort of things to remember for our listeners to to take forward. So I don't think this is because this is my sort of explanation of things. And I'm not saying that this is the the right way or or, you know, the the way that you have to do it. But I think one of the questions that I ask myself and I encourage other people to explore is if I'm feeling in a certain way, why am I feeling like this? And then really just sit there for a moment and think about this. Why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling angry or frustrated or annoyed? And then just be honest about the answers that come into your head. And it's and I think you will get the truth. Your mind knows the truth. It's just whether or not you choose to listen or not. So, and then just unpack that and just start to be a bit more honest with yourself. And then you can always ask other people as well. You know, people that you know, trust will get the right answers from. I've got people within my circle, my network, at work and at home that I might say, did I respond a little bit irrationally there? Or what what, do you think I could have responded a bit better what do you think, looking from the outside perspective, was going on there? And, and I know that I'll get... It's their perception of things, but I know I'll get an honest and just answer. No, and it just goes to show the importance of having that network and that sort of support around you for, for people to go to for things like that. 
Um, I know I'm generally very over the top with the way I word things when I'm writing and I get a lot of people ask me to proofread CVs and letters and all sorts of things. Um, but sometimes when, especially in situations of maybe confrontation, actually that's the time that I then use my own support network and say, before I say anything, how, how should I go about this? Um, but then that language and communication comes in so so importantly there. Um, are there any other sort of learnings that you've um, you've come across or picked up through the, your NLP training that you think would be really important uh, or really useful information that our listeners could also take on board? I think just being conscious of the of the language. So, for example. And I think it's a Gymshark thing. I don't know, maybe, but we say, oh, I'm being at effect here. I need to get causal and we'll consciously make that shift. I know that it happens within my team and we'll realise it's something will trigger in our mind. Oh, the way that I'm talking, my language, the way that I'm behaving is at effect. Let's make a conscious switch to think about being more causal and changing your language. So... I think just making a some saying it out loud makes it more real anyway. Yeah. I'm being I'm being at effect here. Okay. I'm going to be causal. Right. We've got the problem. Let's look at the solution. What can we do now? So, just being a bit more um just thinking about your language and just like I said just being honest with yourself really and not um, don't be afraid to be wrong either. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just just be honest and and don't be afraid. Every time you might make a mistake, it's an opportunity to learn. No, I love that. And it comes back to that gym shop sort of value of being human. Real, real big fan on that. Is there is there any downside to being causal all the time? In your mind? Um I don't think anybody is causal all the time. Um, no matter if even if they say that they are, I don't think they truly are because we we are humans. Mm. Um, we can't be positive all the time, and I think so. I, I my honest opinion is that nobody is nobody is the causal a hundred percent of the time, and that's okay because we're human. So it's something to aim towards, but obviously to expect you're never going to actually achieve it a hundred percent but something to work work towards improving wherever you're at, at that on that level. Yeah, I think it's just about understanding that sometimes you might go into effect and that's okay, but just try not to stay in there too long. Just be conscious of that. You can't be positive all the time, um, you know, all day, every day. Um, you know, waking up, ah, okay, birds just pooed on my windscreen. Ah, well, I might, I might invent something to stop that. You know, things just happen. And it's, it's just understanding that sometimes things aren't within our control and we might go into effect for a short period of time, but just try not to stay there for too long. Be conscious about where you are or what you're saying, how you're thinking, and then make that conscious shift into being more causal, having more of a positive a positive mindset or just taking accountability it's not even about being positive it's about taking accountability for your actions about how you choose to respond how you choose to act how you choose to communicate with people it's a choice everything that you do is a choice and once you realize that you have more control over how you live 
No, that's fascinating. I think it's a really good sort of final thought, really, probably to to take away from this. Uh, And obviously for future leaders, if you're accountable to yourself and to your team, there's more likelihood that they will also follow in in those footsteps as well. So thank you so much. That's been a really, really interesting discussion. Um, And obviously provides plenty of food for thought going, going forwards with just everyday conversations and thoughts within ourselves as well. Um, if you'd like to hear any more episodes of Future Faces podcast, you can obviously find us on all the major podcast apps, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Um, for more news from Future Faces, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at FFChamber. And if you're not on the newsletter, reach out and we'll make sure you run that as well so you don't miss out on anything coming up. Thank you so much for listening.